0: Hey Chloe.
1: Hey, Raph. How you going?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really good today.
1: How's how's things? I was really enthusiastic, wasn't I? How you going? I'm. I'm good. It's been um actually been really rainy in Sydney today, and I love that. After the fire season we had last year, I'm um, welcoming all the rainy days we get in the lead up, lead up to you know the height of summer. Mm. So. Yeah, loving it. Love a rainy day.
0: I have to admit, I don't really like the hot weather. I prefer cold.
1: Yeah, you don't like it, do you? I've 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 heard you talk about that.
0: Anything um, over I, <laughs> anything over like sixteen degrees, I'm starting to get, oh, wow. get uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: I thought you were going to say something around like the twenty-four degree mark. Oh are no, you going, that's too hot. Yeah. Oh, too hot! Wow, you're <laughs> going sixteen. You so you are perfectly placed to live in Melbourne, aren't you?
0: No, nah, it's too hot. I like. I would. Oh, I would honestly. I love Melbourne, but weather wise I'd prefer somewhere like Finland or um oh. Denmark, somewhere like that. Yeah. Okay. Or Minnesota. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. I've often thought I might like to live in Canada. Yeah. Canada seems really
0: cool. All and the cinnamon and maple syrup you can eat.
1: Yeah. And beautiful, beautiful um scenery and yeah. Yeah, and beautiful. People like, too. Lovely people. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've I've I have liked all the Canadians I've met in my life. So. I've got some good oh, friends go.
0: Canadians. Yeah,
1: right. You've um, been to Canada, haven't you?
0: Yeah, a bunch of times. And I've also got some really dear friends who are Canadians who live in America. Shout out Melanie Byford Young.
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, cool. So, uh, yeah, what do you want to talk about today?
1: Ah, So today I, I'd love to talk about um, – I think you know something that's that's very very relevant um, to 2020, in particular. And well, everyone's probably on. thinking, "Oh gosh, what? what? There's what lots if, of things." <laughs> what if I'm
0: listening to this in 2021? What if I'm listening to this in the future?
1: Oh, well, I think in the future this probably won't even be a topic of discussion anymore because it will be the norm.
0: Right. So if, be, if, if you're if, listening to, to this honest, in your future and you're sitting in your like your jet car with your like your rocket pack on your back and your, your atomic you know toothbrush and stuff like. Yeah, still relevant.
1: Still relevant, and hey, cheers for listening to us. Like, I bet there's some other really cool shit that's going on in the future. So, if you are if you are listening to Pilates Elephants, thank you. Thank yeah, anyway, you. Oh,
0: so what are what we <laughs> back what to do the to present? Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, I want to talk about the value of online teaching and learning online, but particularly particularly the realm of 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 instructing. Online.
0: Teaching Pilates
1: online. Very, teaching Pilates online. There you go. I could have said it just like that. That would have been simpler. I think because I think in my head there's a lot of different, I've got a you know a lot of different ways that I'm interacting online these days. So yeah, mm. to sort of zoom in on one, teaching Pilates online.
0: Um, and so what's the elephant about that?
1: So the elephant about that is that there is not as much value in it mm. as teaching face-to-face.
0: Uh I just, that's the elephant. Yeah, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, where do I start? I want to, let me at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm extremely, extremely passionate about this. And I'm going to say one of the best things, and I know it's been a, a, a tough year for a lot of people, absolutely. Um, and, you know, um, but I've got to say one of one of the absolute best things for me uh, that's come out of 2020 is, is teaching Pilates online and uh, the world of awesomeness uh, that that has opened up for not only myself, but also my clients. Mm. So I'd like to, like well, to delve into that. What's,
0: what's, what's, what are some of the awesome things about teaching oh, online?
1: Gosh, okay. So, so I mean, I'll, I'll say a couple of things and we can, we can pull them apart. Um, step one, it's really accessible. So, you can do it from home, it's convenient. You can do it with your kids in the room with you. Uh, you can do it if you're looking after baby animals. I've had baby animals in <laughs> clients, clients' rooms, I've had children in clients' rooms, I've had all of those things, and and it's not you're not beholden to need to get to a a fixed structure, so you can take a class with anyone you want. From anywhere around the world, mm-hmm. um no matter where you are, so that is phenomenal. I think that has l- opened up huge opportunity for instructors in regards to their client base, but also clients in regards to the instructors now that they get to learn from. And the I think it's helped diversify uh, the industry in in all honesty um, what else? Uh, it's, it's, uh, and this is, this is feedback I've received from, from my students that it feels like they're in a safe place. It's a, it's a non-competitive group environment. So where before in a group setting where they may have felt like they were, you know, Oh, I'm not as good as the person next to me. Or look at that person's teaser and I can't lift my legs or look what that person's wearing. And I've come in my you know, I don't know.
0: You've got your Kmart. Uh, I've
1: got my Kmart instead pants. of my Lulu's <laughs> on. And look, that person's got their hair and makeup done and I've just rolled out of bed and, oh, I'm not fit enough or I'm not any enough. I'm not enough, right, is a common narrative and a common blocker that we see to people traditionally walking into a Pilates studio, right? So, it's so it's that. Um, so, so
0: how's, how's that different online?
1: So, online, well, online, you can choose whether you want to see other people in the class or not. You don't have to have gallery view on. Right. So, so, you I can, can just, just be look, I can just interacting look at the with. You can just look at the instructor. Mm. You can absolutely just look at the instructor and you can almost forget anyone else is there if that's how you choose to do it. Mm. Yeah. You can also choose to have gallery view on and interact and feel like you're in, you know. Mm. A group setting as well. Um, there's also a lot of, you know, my, my clients have said how uh, they feel that when they're in a safe place, e.g. their own home environment, that they feel more comfortable to explore at their own rate and potentially push boundaries more so with things that they thought they couldn't do because they do feel so safe in that in that mm-hmm. in that space and they feel like too they can just they can stop and watch or they can have a break or they can wrangle the children or whatnot and it's not disruptive mm. to the rest of the class. There's a lot more freedom mm. in it. Um there's some of the main the main things that you know and for me I, I also I've been able to grow a community, which I, I it's funny because out of all of it, that was kind of, I didn't realize that would be an offshoot mm. of, of being online. Uh, and and when when I first kicked off my online classes, when sort of, you know, COVID first hit in Sydney, so maybe end of March, early April, um, and what I did is I factored in an extra 30 minutes at the end of class. And just put it out there and just said, hey, I know we're all a bit isolated at the moment. If you'd like to hang out, grab a cup of coffee, you know, virtually after class and just talk about anything, uh, I'm here and and we can chat. And that then turned into a weekly event. Mm. And the feedback then that I've received is that (laughs) – They've, they've not been able to have this community before because normally if you go into, you know, you go into a studio and I know different studios do different things and some, you know, absolutely there is a promotion of community. But for the most part, you're kind of, you're going in, doing your class, you're getting out of the room because the next class is coming straight in, right? In out. This 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 avenue of it being on time has afforded me the the luxury to have that bit of extra time and not have a class coming in straight away afterwards mm. and create this beautiful community. We've now got an Instagram group where we all chat all the time and support each other. It's um yeah, it's been pretty incredible.
0: Mm, it's interesting because that's, you know, that's one of the kind of criticisms or concerns I hear from people a lot is like, oh, you know, you won't have the community online. So like when you have in person classes, you have that sort of informal Time, you know, before class, everyone's sitting around waiting for class to start. After class, everyone's getting changed, and you know, mm. talking. And, and and you don't get those kind of incidental interactions in the online world. But of course, you can just create opportunities for them. You know, like.
1: So, mm. Yeah. Mm. What? Mm. What about? It, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just I was just going to say because I'm just looking at um, you know, some of the words of the, the feedback I've I've received and. You know, like to quote um, one of my one of my students, online classes are so great for keeping a sense of community, whether it be the Pilates teaching or teachers' community or the community where you live. They keep everyone connected, and for some, perhaps not so lonely in these hard times of isolation. Although we made so um we can all see each other on screen and connect with like-minded people. You know, it's also bringing. Like I found that it's it's connected. So this this Sunday group has become this big teachers group, teachers from all over Australia, and all who would have potentially not met before, and and now they've got it. It's so it's a community, and it's also a great networking avenue as well. How so? Um, so now, so now, you know, I've got, you know, there's teachers that are coming from up the North coast, there's teachers in Melbourne, there's teachers in Orange, there's teachers in Sydney. Well, now you've got a network of, well, now I know there's awesome, different, awesome teachers around that I can refer clients onto. If they want to be in a physical realm, I know (laughs) where those teachers, do you know, you know, from a networking perspective?
0: What about some of the you know, I think, you know, probably the big objections or or worries that people have or the, the preconceptions that people have about mm. online training is that it's inferior to in-person training because you can't, you know, have that personal interaction with your clients. You know, you can't give them hands-on, you know, assists. You can't, uh, you know, walk around and see them from, you know, a different angle or walk past and adjust their springs for them or... You know, there are there. You can't get the prop for them or help them put the prop in the correct position. Um, you know, so you know how do, how do you you know how do you feel about you know those uh, kinds of concerns?
1: Mm. Turns out they're not a concern at all, to be honest. I'll, I'll, and I'm happy to talk you through it because, and and we address this. There's there's another episode of the podcast um, where I do discuss where we both discuss hands-on assists. Yeah. Um, and how my viewpoint on that has shifted quite substantially since teaching solely online. And absolutely, at the beginning, I remember with my first my first online class, I was thinking, "Whoa, this is so weird. How am I going to do this without touching people? How am I going to do this without, you know, helping them sort out something that's going on with their reformer or this or that?" Well. You know, like it turns out you don't need to micromanage people. They just figure it and out. And yeah. they figure it out. And, um, <laughs> you know, like, and from a motor learning perspective, I I have actually seen, um, uh, you know, and this might be controversial, but I've seen my, my students come in leaps and bounds now that I'm not touching them all the time. And by touching, I mean, you know what I'm saying here, hands on assist. Like, mm. let's, you know, but, but seriously, like just giving people permission. To try, fail, try, fail, try, try again, su- succeed. I I have actually found to be more effective than me pulling their feet every time to assist them into their teaser. Or you, do, you, do you know what I'm saying that? And I'm not, and I don't want to devalue hands-on assist. This, that is not about this. And please listen to that podcast episode for more context on that. Um the other thing I would say, Raph, to to that and to that that elephant in, in the room. Um, and this is a conversation I had with a a colleague of mine, um, and we used to work together in 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 the face-to-face realm. And her and I have both had the same experience as well, that when you are teaching to a group online, okay, and everyone's on mute. So how I teach and, and how I think a lot of people teach when you're teaching a group class um, online, you get the participants to stay on mute. Okay. Because otherwise, you're getting, you know, background noise, kids screaming, dogs barking, all that jazz, and, and the screen jumps around, et cetera. What we both have found is that people are asking for less modicot, for want of a better word, molly coddling, molly what's yeah, the word Mollie i'm looking coddling, for like yeah, yeah molly coddling. you're teaching a group pilates setting you got you got a room full of 15 people you're face to face right all of a sudden someone's feeling something slightly in their lower back like their my lower quads. back I'm muscles are doing something oh i'm lunch. feeling my quads in footwork oh you know shouldn't i be activating my abs when i go into my back bend oh my knee feels a little bit unpleasant in this oh my wrists are a bit sore but you know can you give me something else in this online setting, right, guess what human beings do? They either A, crack on, like as in literally suck it up and keep going. That's what I mean by crack on. They just do the thing, right? Or they self-adjust. So, they just adjust. Mm -hmm. And, And I empower my clients wholeheartedly to modify At any point that they feel they want to, need to, feel free to sit, have a break, feel free to, you know. So I am collaborating with them and giving them that autonomy. And we know that that's actually very Mm. effective Mm. for motor learning, right? There's a lot of evidence around that. So I think there's a lot to be said in that.
0: I think it actually, um, because I've been reading a bit of research recently on um, retention and and like basically when people... Start of an exercise program, um, or a diet program, or a you know healthy eating program, whatever.
1: It's, like sticking to something. Yeah,
0: sticking to something. You know, and so what are the factors that predict, you know, whether someone sticks to their exercise program? And one of the factors that uh, seems to be important is uh, the degree of autonomy. And so, mm-hmm. uh, what the research pretty consistently shows is that uh, at the beginning of a program, um, people benefit from uh, really clear directive kind of instructions, like you know, do this now sort of thing. Um, but very soon they actually thrive better you know once they once they get their feet under them, once they understand the ropes, you know, the rules of how we do things around here, then they thrive much more and they're much like more likely to stick around if you uh, switch to a much more collaborative and autonomy affirming style of interaction where you, uh, you know, like basically, you empower them, like you're saying. Um, so rather than you being, you know, directing every breath they take, every move they make through the the session, you know, mm-hmm. you're you're making suggestions, you're guiding, you're giving options, you know, you're affirming, and and then they get to make the ultimate decision about, mm-hmm. you know, how they proceed. Mm-hmm. So I look, I, yeah, I, 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 want, I want I just wonder if 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 there is going to be an implication on retention. You know, if those people through having greater autonomy. And that more kind of, um, you know, empowering um, sort of you know, teaching style that you have been able to adopt online, whether mm. that will have uh, implications for long-term retention.
1: Mm. And um, <laughs> I, love, I loved, I, I told you the story um, a couple of weeks ago um, of my dad. My dad's feedback in in so so um, I just think it's a lovely story. So my dad, my dad's in Melbourne, and my dad is a uh, shout out, dad, <laughs> shout out to my dad, um, and he's a, a mega fit, sixty seven year old, you know, um, avid surfer, all of that, you know, super fit. But then then lockdown hit in Melbourne, and also a very restrictive uh, radius, wasn't it? Five k radius, yeah. Can't at the go time, Yeah,
0: can't go more than five ks from your home.
1: So, so Dad can't go surfing. He doesn't live by doesn't live by the ocean, so that that cut out surfing. Well, if and you live in was,
0: Melbourne, you don't live by the ocean.
1: That's true, but Dad's kind of like he's you know it's a drive, but you know <laughs> it's definitely not five days. So anyway, Dad's like, I have got to get. I want to keep fit. I want to keep surf fit. You know, I'm 67. I want to keep surf fit. I don't want to come out of this and not be able to do what I love doing. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? And he's never done online fitness before. And my brother put him in contact with with an app. And dad's like, okay, look, I may as well give it a go. And it's a, it's a surf fitness app, basically. Um, so, exercises you can do out of the surf. And um, dad's like, oh, I'll give it a go. And it's, it's pre-recorded, so it's not live. And dad's been doing it religiously. And he phoned me, he goes, darling, you, you're onto something with this. You can genuinely learn from it. Wow. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling strong. Every day I'm getting stronger. And he goes, you know what I love about it? I love that if I if I wasn't quite sure on something, guess what I do? I just hit pause, rewind, and I do it again. He goes, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the full course. I'm gonna do the full thing. I love it.
0: That's awesome.
1: And I was and that's at sixty seven. Shout out so, to Paul's dad. Shout out to my dad David. He's fantastic. He's an absolute inspiration. And now so now he's coming out of this feeling feeling really fit because he had that access to be able to do that online. Mm-hmm. And it didn't feel sub part of him in fact he was like this is this is the strongest I've felt in a long time.
0: What uh, you know something something that I remember um being you know as we transitioned to online pilates teaching mm-hmm. um, was a point of confusion for a lot of us was like music it's like oh yeah how do you play music online <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's I've kind of become that. not yeah not a thing anymore so yeah tell me tell me yeah. how you solved that
1: yeah so so for me because that was a big one because i anyone who's been to my face-to-face classes knows that i've got a pump and playlist on kind of like you know not a bad playlist on Spotify, and you know, pumping tunes, etc. And I remember when I had to teach my very first class. It was a couple of recorded classes, actually. I made, I made early on uh, in earlier on in the year, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't even know how to keep my own tempo without music. What's going on here? And I tell you what, a, yeah, adapt super quickly. And now I'd kind of find it weird to teach with music. But what I have done is the first couple, I really stuffed up. I was like. I'm going to play the music on this side, guys, right? So I'm playing my Spotify and they're just getting this really shitty quality coming through (laughs) their speaker that's just muddling up with my voice and I don't think I even had a professional microphone at that point and everyone's just like, well, Chloe, this is a bit – you can only, okay, okay, that's, that wasn't the way to go. So let, let's
0: think I'm, again. I'm thinking so like, then I was like, you know, in the they, in the 1990s, <laughs> you know, when you had like a, those early Nokia flip phones or that kind of thing, and, you know, playing, you know, you could, you know, you could quote play music on your phone, but like that kind of level of quality. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: wasn't it wasn't good. And that's the cool thing. That's what I love about this YouTube. God, we've learned a lot. Yeah. Like I'm really like, I'm really loving this learning process. So then I was like, oh, here we go. I can just send them my playlist in advance if I want them to have my playlist. And guess what? They can just pump it on their side. They're all on mute anyway. Yeah. Pump their tunes. And then, and then I thought, you know what? I don't need to send them my playlist. Turns out everyone's got different tastes in music and some of my clients like to listen to like really heavy, hard stuff while they're doing their Pilates sesh with me. Cool. Bust out the heavy metal. Bust out whatever whatever gets your vibe going. You've now got that opportunity to bust it out. I can't hear it. Go for gold. It's and like, that's just really sold
0: it. It's like the silent disco, you know, like um, when my daughter was in really silent you know, disco. primary school, they had the silent disco where basically all the kids are wearing headphones and you walk into the room, is totally silent. All <laughs> yeah, the kids got awesome. their headphones on, they're all dancing. <laughs> but they can all be it's dancing totally... to their own, own different tune. D- dance
1: to your own tune and, well, there you go. You've got another sense of autonomy,
0: huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So, so that's been great. So, what about
0: what about then the the concern that uh, you know our clients don't want it, clients are afraid of it, you know, um, you know, clients want the in person experience, you know, those kinds of concerns. Clients might pay for it.
1: I'd be I'd be checking your own bias on that. If I was if I was an instructor and that was my narrative, I'd be saying try it before before and maybe maybe it's a different clientele. Then maybe you need to branch out, and and if you have if there is a clientele that is 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 a real stickler for the face to face, okay, cool. Guess what? There's a thousands upon others, thousands and thousands upon others Mm. that are eager for an online offering.
0: And I can just say, like you know, it's not exactly ready and waiting. Not exactly the same realm, but you know, when we shifted our Pilates training, our instructor training online uh, in March. Um, we had, you know, somewhere around 500 students at the time and they were all doing in-person face-to-face training and we shifted online overnight. Basically we had, you know,
1: (laughs) Yeah, we did, didn't we? It's amazing. Um,
0: And I would say there were about 18 or 20 people who, for whom it was just like, no, that's a deal breaker. I'm not not even going to try it online. Um, And the other 480 were like, Fine, I'll give it a go and loved it. And then there were probably another two hundred who were like, Oh, you guys are going online. Awesome. <laughs> could I mm-hmm. could I sign up? So um, you know, what happened was, you know, we lost eighteen people and gained two hundred. You know. Yep. So yep. um and, and 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 I think that will probably be the case, you know, like what you're saying, like you, you might find a different clientele and maybe there'll be an overlap. Between mm-hmm. you know the old and the new, but there will definitely be some people for whom it's not right, and there'll definitely be other people for whom the face to face wasn't convenient. But mm-hmm. now that you're online, they're like, "Oh, awesome! Mm-hmm. I've wanted to train with you for ages, and now I can." Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And and one of one of our recent grads, her feedback was. It's so fantastic. Her clients are clients that have vocalised to her that never in their life would they have walked into a Pilates studio mm. because they felt too intimidated mm. to do so. Mm. So, a, a couple of older clients, um, some guys mm. that just were like, "No, Pilates studios are just for girls," mm. you know. Mm. We know that that is that that is a you know that that could be really intimidating mm. for guys to walk into a whole room of predominantly you know Lululemon clad. Mm. Women who are all coordinated and off the go, you know what (laughs) I mean. And I've I've heard that from guys a lot. So she she's so smart. Like she's really like a. It's empowering for those clients, and now they've got an avenue to do Pilates. And B, awesome. There's a great avenue of of clients that potentially wouldn't have had if you were in a face-to-face setting.
0: yeah, right? I, I just want to I just want to finish up by touching on that, unless there's any any other points you want to talk on, but
1: I could I th- talk about this for hours, so you can wrap me up at any point. I'm very, I, I'm a big believer in this.
0: I think the um I think you know to me, one of the other you know huge benefits that we haven't yet touched on is the the way it can empower an instructor, you know, like you know I've just hear you know story <sighs> after story of our, you know, graduates, um, and, and I'm talking about people who graduated this week. You know, like I talk to people, mm. and it's their final week of the course, um, our instructor training course, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've already got my my classes set up. I've got clients paid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I'm all it's mm-hmm. like. You can just now, as an instructor, you can take mm-hmm. your fate into your own hands, and you're not. At the you know mm. at the mercy of you know will you get a gig at this studio or not you know do you have to show up? Oh, right. You can just you Boom. can just create it you know you can you can just create it yourself you can attract the type of clients mm. that you're interested in working with. You can, you know, teach the way you want to teach at times that suit you. You know, like when you go, when you get a job at a studio, if you're, you know, if it's anything like all the studios that I've been involved with, like the junior instructor gets the shit shifts, you know, Saturday mornings, Friday nights, you know, all of the, all yeah. the, all of the shit ones.
1: Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> um, but, and so, and,
0: and, <laughs> and somebody has to do those classes, right? Like hmm. everyone yeah. can't teach Monday nights.
1: <laughs> no, but, no, 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 no. But,
0: <laughs> but, but, but. When when you when you start your own classes well yeah you can you could say you know what I don't feel like mm. working Saturdays I'm just going to do Monday nights or, or whatever you know mm. you can do whatever you know whatever times um,
1: and and one of our recent grads um, it was it was a week she messaged me it was literally a week after she finished her her, her lecture tutorials so that that and she had been approached to teach um, a session for 260. People online awesome. <laughs> um, for for a huge organisation like we've never seen opportunities like this coming in so so with such ease and and so early on mm. and also seeing such confidence in our students mm. um, is just huge and I, I actually think that that could be a whole another episode, Raph, where we talk about you know actually. Studying, studying online, online.
0: yeah, that, that's a subject I'm very interested in.
1: Yeah, I reckon um, we do. We do a, a whole, a whole another episode on that.
0: Can but, we, can we just talk a little, just like, just, yeah. just a, 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 to finish off about pricing online? You know, like because oh, obviously, oh, obviously, um, how have we know, not
1: touched on that? It's funny because I don't even think about it. Oh, hmm. people devaluing it yeah. price wise, like when everything first went online in around the you know the March April mark, and people were putting up classes for five bucks and I remember having a a conversation well don't do it but I actually it was a quite a big organization and I had a conversation with the person about it I actually did I I messaged and I said hey these are the reasons curious about your pricing these are the reasons why you know I don't uh, you know what talk to me first what's going on and 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 it came back they were like well we don't think it's the same value add as as in the the brick and mortar, you know, mm. brick and mortar uh, can, offering with can, the lights and the fantangles. And I, oh, Ralph, don't worry, I really stood now? up to this. Can I give a harangue yeah. now?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, What a load of shit! You know that really yeah. fucking shits me when when people. It's like, well, what do you think you're selling? Like as a Pilates instructor, you know, what, what you, what's your is your product? that's
1: what I said. What is your that's product? What I said. You know, is it mm-hmm. fucking
0: you know a slick decor? A good sound system and a and a six thousand dollar reformer. Well, if that's it, well, what value are you adding as a human? Like, you know, correct. You know, like, correct. Like, no, that's not what you're selling. <laughs> what are you selling? Correct. Why do people go to Pilates? Why do you go to Pilates? You know, yep. what do you? How do you feel after Pilates? Why do you do Pilates yep. instead of? doing something else with that time you know because mm-hmm. it makes you feel fucking happy because it you know mm-hmm. calms you I love your my mind. instructor yeah. because
1: I love my instructor cuz you have an experience <laughs> <You
0: know? laughs> because yeah. because you feel better mentally and emotionally it's time for you it gives you some routine yeah. in your week it's a social yeah. engagement it's a sense of community there's a sense like people have a sense of progressing and achieving things yeah. you I know? do cool
1: shit i never thought yeah. i could possibly it's do fun
0: you know like yeah. all of that stuff now who says you can't do all of that on your fucking lounge room floor. You know, like, why? Why can't you do it's that such on your a, It's floor? such
1: a limiting belief. It is such a limiting belief. <sighs> and it really got me fired up, that one, Ralph. I don't think I brought that one to you. I think I just <sighs> I sucked in the fire myself. Yeah, this- <laughs> um, <laughs> I was really like, oh. And, guys, I want to put it out there too, and this is something, you know, that I I took away from, from – um, uh, webinar uh, of Leslie Logan's. We, we love Leslie Logan. Shout out to um, Leslie. Leslie Logan. Shout out to Leslie Logan from Profitable Pilates. She she knows where where value lies and will be the first to talk to not undervaluing yourself or cutting your prices. So if you need a good reality check, please listen to her business advice because it is a great reality check. And I loved what she said too. She said, "Look." If you want to do a community offering, because then some people came and said, well, but people can't afford it and this and that. And it's like, well, they, they, that that's not accurate because there were still a lot of people who had a lot of corporate jobs yeah. that all of a sudden were at home doing their corporate job and getting achy body parts and demotivated to move and all of this, you know, because they were missing their Pilates class. But they still had their exact same income coming in. Right? And a lot so less they,
0: expenses because they're not going out for dinner ex- or going to movies it, exactly. or exactly so
1: they 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 were they wanted the offer. They needed like they were there to, you know, pay for the online classes, right? And then absolutely, yes, there were people who um, fell on very hard times who did lose their jobs. Okay. And and Leslie was like, if if that's important to you to offer a community offering, then have a community class per week. But it is a it is a community class. It's it's standalone from your your other business offering. Yeah, you know the community class. You uh, who's going to pay for you? Like who's going to pay for your food? Yeah, you're, your not
0: a, bills, you're not a charity. You
1: know, you're not like you've still got to look after yourself yeah. and and value value the service that you are offering.
0: I, I think right? I mean value the. I'm sorry, the product. I've got to jump in. The, I've, jump in and, yeah. I've got to jump in because I've got this. Like this, just is such... I
1: know, we've just got into the juicy part now, haven't
0: we? We Um, (laughs) Well, look, for number one, like, price is a signal of quality. Price is a massive signal of quality. And we've got this, you know, like, erroneous idea, many people, I think, that, you know, you will sell more at a lower price. And maybe people think, like, I'm just starting out, it's not really as much value because I'm just a beginner, I'm just a novice, I don't have a good microphone, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so, therefore, I'll make it cheap, I'll make it $5. It's like... uh, (gasps) you know you'd like all right imagine imagine there are two pairs of shoes you could buy you know choose one or the other one pair is $250 one pair is $2.50 mm. right already with no other information apart from the price you've already formed a view on the on the quality of those two pairs of shoes right mm. if i say imagine a $250 pair of shoes now imagine a $2.50 pair of shoes like what do you imagine right you imagine something good and then something cheap as shit you know Mm. and so if i say my pilates classes are five dollars well what do you imagine you know whereas if i say my Pilates classes are twenty dollars you know what do you imagine and i think so price is a real signal of quality and it may not be the case that you'll sell more at a lower price you know um it may be that you'll just turn people off Uh, and then the Mm -hmm. other thing is you, you start like you you start a race to the bottom right because if your classes are underpriced, well, then, you know, people are looking at your class and going, then they come to my class and they're like, well, how come you're so expensive? Because so-and-so around the corner is only $5. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I need to put my prices down. And then you're like, oh, well, RAF's prices are lower, so I better lower my prices. And before you know it, it's a race to the bottom. No one wins, you know? Mm,
1: and and so it's yeah. like
0: you're doing a it's disservice not doing the to industry. the industry. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You're doing a disservice to the industry. So not only yourself but you were doing a disservice to the
0: industry. You're you're, you're sending a a loud message about what you think the value of a Pilates class is, you know, and and it's like you're going out and protesting and holding up a sign going, I think Pilates classes should be $5. Like, no, they Mm. fucking shouldn't. (laughs) Mm. How people go to make a living. You can't make a living Mm. selling classes for $5. Mm.
1: And, and guys like, We've now got this amazing opportunity where you have a, a the ability if you want to have a two-way income stream. You can do face-to-face and you can do online, yeah, do both. right? You you are you can teach people on the other side of the world. Mm. Like it's an incredible opportunity for yourself and for your clients. It's it's a two-way street opportunity this 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 online realm. And I'm going to be really honest and I'm I've said it. <laughs> I'm I'm never going back to face-to-face. That's me. That's just my prerogative. Um, but this realm is is for me. It yeah. might be a bit controversial. It's not to say that I don't want to see all your lovely faces again at some point <laughs> in a face-to-face realm, you know, and I'm craving a hug. But yep. um, <laughs> I, I personally, I'm I'm really enjoying this medium. Yeah, me too. Mm.
0: We, you know, we we don't have to go back to in-person chats. We can just have podcast chats.
1: <laughs> I do miss you in person, Ralph. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, maybe one day. Maybe we'll see each other in person one of these days.
1: One of these, one of these days. But yeah, guys, I want if you if you're sitting there listening to this and you've been feeling a bit ooh about online, give it a go. Just just, just try it. Just try it. Try it before you write it off. And and you know, you might find that it's opened up a whole, a whole new exciting realm for you. Yeah. It sure did for me. Good chat. Yeah, thanks,
0: Rash. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist, Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends, and you become known as the go to expert in your area.